time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Big Smoke Barbecue on the corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. A distinctly local take on classic American barbecue. Order online at BigSmokeHayes.com. Tiger Talk is also brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion, all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, going above plus beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Ness City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine in, carry out, or delivery. You've never had it so good. And Eagle Communications, our community connected. Now, the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And a good Monday. It's time once again for Tiger Talk here along the Tiger Sports Network. We're glad to have you with us as we talk football one final time this season with head coach Chris Brown. This will be our final football program of the year. Tigers wrap up the regular season this Saturday in Pittsburgh against the Gorillas. Uh, next Monday we'll begin our basketball portion of, of Tiger Talk. The women already got their season underway Yes, uh, this weekend in Kansas City. Both the men and women will play this weekend on the road. And uh, we'll, we'll fill you in here momentarily, our broadcast plans. We've got people everywhere trying to get everything everything covered. Uh, but uh, we're talking four-day state football today. The Tigers coming off a 27-14 home win on Senior Day over the Northeastern State Riverhawks. So we'll get the coaches' thoughts about the ball game and uh, preview the Pittsburgh State game, uh, which will be this Saturday at Carney Smith Stadium, Brandenburg Field. We're Big Smoke Barbecue in Hayes, corner of 8th and Main. BigSmokeHayes.com if you want to make your order to go or carry out. Of course, stop on by. Hey, it was a late night last night with the overtime Chiefs win, so maybe a little dragging a little bit today. Nothing will start your day or pick you up than a little barbecue, or maybe grab it on your way home from work tonight. Call in or get it for takeout. BigSmokeHayes.com, lunch and dinner, uh, 11.08 Monday through Saturday here at the old soda shop location, and have all of the old milkshakes and uh, all your uh, the drinks and the things you'd had at the old soda shop uh, here as well at the bar, plus the great barbecue. And I think today we're doing the pulled pork and mac and cheese. You can't miss the mac and cheese. You won't find it anywhere better than right here at Big Smoke Barbecue, corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. Before we get to Coach Brown, uh, get a reminder, you can chime in with a question. We've got a few of them lined up. I think we've got four of them sent in this week. We'll get to those a little bit later on in the program. You can still do so. Go to the Fort A. State Athletics website, fhsuathletics.com. Go to fans. You'll see it on that menu bar up top. Hit on, Click on fans. You'll get the drop down. There on the very bottom, you'll see ask the coach. I think it's on the on – the, um, right-hand side, but ask the coach, uh, submit your question, and if we use it, you'll have a chance to win a $25 gift certificate from the great folks here at Big Smoke Barbecue in Hayes. Again, here's our broadcast plans for this weekend, Fort A. State basketball and football, the crossover. Uh, We'll have football as its normal location, Tiger Radio Mix 103 on Saturday, 1 o'clock with the Auto World pregame. It's a 2 o'clock kick. Friday, uh, basketball gets underway. The men's team will be down in Weatherford, Oklahoma, 
Oklahoma. They'll open up with Southwestern Oklahoma State. That game will be on Mix 103. The women are up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Their game will be on KAYS 94.3, 1400 AM right here where you're listening to Tiger Talk. Uh, we'll have the women's game there. Then on Saturday, they're all three going to kind of merge. We'll have football on the mix. Women's basketball will move to 96.9 KFIX. And then men's basketball will follow the football game. They tip off at around 530. So we'll get done with the football broadcast and shift over to Fort Hay State basketball. So we'll get all the Tiger games covered this weekend. And then from there on out, it'll be basketball for Fort Hay State as the football season will come to an end. So uh, we'll have that on Hayes Post to let you uh, know and have all the links to be able to listen to that uh, later on this week. All right, now we bring in the head coach of the Tigers, Chris Brown, and um, got a win. It wasn't pretty, uh, but bottom line, a wise coach once said you never apologize for a win because uh, they're hard to get, and uh, it wasn't always pretty, but bottom line, your team found a way to get a win on Saturday. And had it feel good for everybody to wrap up the home slate. It did feel good, you know, getting a win for those seniors, you know, their last home game, and, uh, you know, just, just just our kids as well, just trying to hopefully get some momentum going to our next game, but, you know, yeah, it wasn't pretty, but, you know, our kids, I felt like, played hard at times and, and did some good things, you know, offensively and defensively, and uh, still just got to clean up the mistakes, but it was it was good to get a win. I'll take any, any win right now, and especially in our conference, it's hard to win in this conference as well, but, you know, we're still playing with a bunch of young guys, and, and they're getting better as the, as the season goes on, and uh, just got to keep improving. That's about it. One thing, and we talked about it last week, uh, this isn't, I mean, Northeastern State's got one win. They've, they have struggled, but you can f- you can see they're so much better than even last year. I mean, Coach Eckert's really doing a good job of building that program. They've got some young guys, and you can just see the lack of depth on their team right now. But uh, just the way they go about it, they're more disciplined. They're obviously a lot better. And you even look at their scores the week before against Northwest. They were hanging around in that game. They're just not getting blown out like they used to. Um, so so that, that's still a quality win. I mean, they're, they're a much, much improved program. They just haven't, haven't had the wins to show. Yeah, Coach Eckers done a really good job just getting some of those kids in there. Their, their body types have really changed. They've gotten bigger. They've gotten stronger. Um, they're aligned properly, you know, both offensively and defensively. And, uh, you know, they did some good things on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, their defense did a good job of, you know, keeping us kind of off balance just a little bit with a few things that they were doing and bringing some pressures and twists and things like that and kind of mixing up the coverages a little bit as well. And then offensively, I thought, you know, I thought our defense did a really good job, you know, against their offense. We just gave up too many big plays defensively to kind of keep them in the game. Yeah, you, offense just felt like it was, it was a struggle to get any rhythm in that. You finally kind of did after halftime, but um, uh, Jack was, was just off a little bit on some of his passes. He had some receivers and uh, just seemed like there was a lot of communication going on between the, those groups. It just felt like offensively it, it was just hard to get everybody in sync and on the same page. It was. You know, we first started out, I mean, we seemed like we were rolling. All of a sudden we had the errant snap, and now it's, you know, second and forever, and that's hard to get out of. And then we get a couple penalties here and there that – that kind of costs us as well and, and get us out of range and uh, just kind of kills the whole drive itself. And, you know, he as the game went on, he got more comfortable. I think our guys got more comfortable as the game went on and uh, just trying to figure out what they're doing. Um, I still think we still need to play more physical, you know, up front across the board on both sides of the ball. But, uh, you know, we, we did come away with the win, and I'll, I'll take that any way we can get it right now. And uh, just, you know, I just really want to try to keep coaching these young guys and get them ready for next year as well. And, uh, you know, we just need, we need to get a year in the weight room and get a year stronger and get a year bigger and, uh, you know, just learning the fundamentals and techniques and just a year of learning the system again as well. So, uh, But I'm proud of them. You know, they, they worked hard. I'm proud of our, our seniors and, and, and getting that last home win and hopefully we can go do the same thing this week. Well, you honored uh, the seniors and you had a pretty good group of juniors.
juniors as well. They got 17 total um, that you honored uh, before the game. And and we've talked about it before with, with the COVID years. It, it's still just goofy because, I mean, you have juniors who normally would have been seniors. They, they could have another year if they opt to use the COVID year. Uh, and I'm sure those conversations will start here at the end of the regular season as to who is deciding to come back and who is not. But it's just senior days are different right now because the juniors kind of would have been seniors and your seniors have been there a while and who do you honor but I know you, you took care of a lot of them and just in case they don't come back on Saturday yeah we did I mean we had nine true seniors and then we had seven you know juniors that, that could possibly have the chance to come back but you know a lot of them have graduated already um, a lot of them are making plans to, to go get jobs and, and, and work and do things like that and kind of start finally being a man and growing up and, <laughs> and getting into the real world which uh, I don't know if they're, if they're ready for that yet I hope I, I hope I got to prepare them enough but uh, and they're going to be good kids and they're going to do great things when they're you know when their time is done here so uh you know i just i just know that just because of who they are and how they act and you know their, their grades and you know them taking school seriously and getting their degree and and want to do good things and they're going to reach out and touch a bunch of lives you know once they're done here but i'm i'm proud of those kids and did recognize 16 of them that's quite a few of them and uh looking at next year we don't have too many kids that are going to be seniors next year except for a few transfers yeah, you look at the – I mean, you were young going into this year. You're probably going to be younger going into next year, which can be challenging in this conference, but yet I think is the exciting part of all of this. Uh, and you almost – it's and we've talked before, for however the effect of COVID has – is there, there's been an effect. And it's, it's almost like you guys – like your first-year staff, you're coming in, you're kind of starting over and trying to rebuild. It kind of it kind of has that feel right now. Yeah, it does. You know, the very first year I got here, it was, it was tough. But we had a good group of kids that worked hard, and, you know, we went – you know, four and seven my first year, and it's just kind of that rebuilding right now, and we did it with a bunch of young kids, and it's just same kind of same thing here. You know, we lost some seniors, you know, that, that didn't come back because they opted out, and, you, you know, you always have those different things that happen, so it kind of makes you a younger football team, and with all the injuries that we've had as well, that really makes us really, really young. But the good thing is these kids are getting experience, and they're getting a lot of playing time. They're, they're figuring it out, the speed of the game, and, you know, hopefully understanding the strength that they're going to need to go on into next season and really putting the work in and, and sacrificing to make sure that you know we have a great season next year well you've been through a lot of those senior days this is the first one you've experienced it with your son out there that had to be pretty emotional I imagine before the ball game it was i, I fought it back you know he, he looked at me he said stop and i said i'm not doing it i looked at his mom and, and, that, and that's we always look at her and see her kind of kind of get you you know teary-eyed a little bit but it, it, it is hard you know seeing you know we, we've been together with, through this a long time you know i coached him when he was little and not so much in the middle school and the high school but then again when he's here in college and you know i'm proud of him he's done a great job he He's done everything we asked him to do and uh, never missed anything. And, uh, you know, there are times that you could have thought he was going to hang it up at at a time or two there, but the kid really stuck with it, hung with it, because he's just on a lot of special teams and, you know, ended up being a starter for us this year, which is really cool to see. Well, and uh, it's got to be unique. I mean, you see it in high school where a a, a dad coaches his son. That's, you know, that's not uncommon. You don't see it a lot always at the collegiate level. So it's kind of a unique situation. I'm sure it's a unique relationship. And and when when your dad, when your coach, and just talking with, with Hunter a little bit, I think, I mean, you've had a, you, you, you've been able to define those lines of when when you are dad and when it is coach. And, and the same thing for the player and when he's one of the players or one of the sons. But it had to be special, and, and we'll see if he comes back or not next year. Uh, one of those who has to make that decision. But uh, to be able to be a part of that and coach him, that has to, has to, had to, had to have been really cool for both of you guys, I would think. It really is. It's just that – 
it's always, it's always kind of okay. This is coach talking, or <laughs> hey, hey, this is player talk now, or hey, this is your son talking, or hey, this is dad talking to you now. And uh, it was cool, but the coaching part of it, you know, I just I let my my coaches handle that. You know, if he's good enough to play, then then, then playing. If he's not, he's not. And uh, you know, he really worked hard to to get himself some some playing time and end up starting for us, which was really cool to see as a dad. And you know, because I didn't want to have any part of that or <clears throat> any favoritism, just I want him to earn that on his own, and and that's what he did. But you know. It, it was it's hard at times you know especially on the film when it's your son and you but I call the kid's son, so it's pretty easy <laughs> <clears throat> for him saying dad sometimes it's like oh, I mean coach you know it gets a little bit difficult but no I really enjoyed it it was a, it was a fun time and uh, who knows what he's going to do next year and how about the Blackhawk flyover before the game I had goosebumps that was pretty cool it was neat I really enjoyed that I mean it was cool our kids were like what's going on here and they're looking up and you could see them and they're like shaking their heads and <laughs> just kind of gives you a little energy just just feeling the power behind those machines you, you may could feel that when you're on the on the field but it is cool to see that it was pretty neat yeah they flew in pretty low that was a neat touch for military appreciation day along with senior day we're live at Big Smoke Barbecue and Hayes it's Tiger Talk it's brought to you in part by the taco shop where you can order by phone use the app pick up or delivery uh, 722 east 8th it's the taco shop a haze tradition since 1970 you've never had it so good we'll take our first break we'll have more on tiger talk here on this monday on the tiger sports network built by pwc down and six for the Riverhawks. They're 0 for 5 today. Pass to the flat overthrown. It's intercepted. David Ortega, the Garden City Junior, picks it off. And Fort A. State gets the takeaway on the first possession of the third quarter. They'll have it at the Northeastern State 44-yard line. Yeah, one of the key plays in the third quarter got the Tigers started after the uh, 6-0 lead at halftime. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. We are live at Big Smoke Barbecue in Hayes, your home of Tiger Talk. A lot of great barbecue choices on the big board to choose from. Stop on by for lunch or dinner. Of course, we're at the old soda shop location, so they've got the ice cream cream treats, the soda fountain drinks, and of course the best barbecue in town with their own special dry rub, their choice of different sauces, whether you like the KC style, maybe Carolina, Texas, a lot of sauces to choose from here at Big Smoke Barbecue, corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. That was a nice interception by by David to, to kind of get you going. It was a 6 nothing game, and boy, you looked, you, you controlled the time of possession, which is a unique stat in football because it can be meaningful in certain teams if you know you're going up against a high-powered offense a significant stat because you keep the ball out of their hands but yet it can be meaningless if you don't take advantage of it this is one of those you kind of worried felt like you had the ball and you were in control the whole first quarter yet you only led six to nothing at halftime yeah you did you look at that whole first half i think we had 52 plays in the first half and when you think you have 52 plays that you're going to have a lot of points on the board and you know we didn't and it's just again just the stupid little things that hurt us either dropping a pass or not making the right read or you know, not get the 
first down and you know penalties and, and little things like that that that, that kill drives and uh, you know those things that we got to start eliminating and, and getting better at and uh, you know, I thought our defense played very well in the first half I'm um, really shutting them down and, and holding to, to, to basically nothing but you know we got to do a better job offensively scoring points and putting you know touchdowns instead of field goals well I think you had 83 plays for the game so not as many in the second half but 83 for the game which by my check and I haven't checked everything yet might be the most in 48 state history I mean there, there may have been a few when they ran that run and gun style back in the back in the late 80s early 90s but uh, from from what I've been able to find so far the most plays you've run so you had the ball a lot but that interception by David kind of got you going and then you went with the quick hitter right after that and then he'll be our player guest a little bit later on the show Leighton Cure the redshirt freshman out of Goodland made a made a nice touchdown catch to kind of kind of break that seal a little bit and you could kind of feel uh, I'm not gonna say you relax but just get a little separation there and get that touchdown yeah, you could actually breathe a little yeah, bit breathe. There you know, you know, it's kind of hard to do that but that was a great job by him finding out where he needed to be and you know, good job by Jack put it on him and then not, you know just give him a little bit of touch pass so he can go get underneath it but you know kid's a tremendous athlete um, catches the ball well getting blocking his blocking is getting better and better every day and you know just him as a player is improving more and more every day him and Kel are, are mm-hmm. both you know and a lot of our freshmen are really truly improving every single day in practice and you can see that on the field when they get out there and play but you know they're, they're hard workers they're committed uh, they're going to do everything they can to, to make themselves better and this team better well you score touchdowns on back-to-back possessions and it was really it's unfortunate the fumble kind of turned the momentum back to them because you kind of felt you're on the verge of maybe being able to get to, to blow that out or at least have a sizable margin to put it out of reach and we see it so many times I mean Adrian had he ran so well what he finished 144 yards 29 carries and and he was fighting for extra yardage and it's he kind of got spun around and you see it so many times and you try for that extra yard or two that's when the ball gets popped free because usually someone's got you and another guy's able to jar it free and that's what happened there and kind of opened the door for them to get back in the game yeah it did and you know he's he's a hard worker you know he, he grinds through it and you know he's fighting through some injuries as well and still playing through those injuries and uh, it's just when you get all those people around you, you gotta get two hands on the ball and hold on to it but I mean you, you get it a kid's trying to fight for extra yards and, and, and trying to spurt one out and break and, and sometimes when those guys are in there pulling at you you just gotta get both hands on it and I mean not every kid's gonna be perfect in every game you're gonna have fumbles here and there but you know that one was, that was probably costly one right there because I thought we were gonna go down and, and score again after they get the two touchdowns, they're right back in the game. I thought it was crucial you come right back and put together a, an eight-play, 75-yard drive. Uh, Dawson Brown gets the touchdown and, and answered, and you can kind of feel you may have taken a, taken a little bit of a, a zip out of them uh, with the way you an, were able to answer on that possession, which proved to be the, the decisive one to kind of put the game away. Yeah, we needed that one yeah, in a bad way. You know, kind of moving the ball down, and heck, just to play before that, he had an opportunity to catch the ball. If he just would have stopped his feet and came <laughs> back to it and caught it, you know, I don't know if he lost her or hit the kid's shoulder pads but it's still one of those things just come back to it get the pass interference but the catch and then you know across the middle and then get to the sideline and score and that's a huge play for us and you know he almost got caught but he's able you know able to reach across the goal line and get us that touchdown that kind of gave us a little bit more breathing room again but they were still trying to come back and get those deep balls on us you mentioned giving up some big plays they were able to to, to score on on some of those they had the the 52 yard pass play and, and they had a few few big hitters uh, is it you they've been able to put your finger 
finger on it? Because it feels like that's been a bigger problem this year than it's been in a while. A lot of it's just eyes, you know, bad eyes and, and, and biting on double moves and you know, a lot of it's missed tackles or not getting pressure on the quarterback or whatever it might be. And it's just kind of a bunch of different things. Every one of them something different. And uh, if, we, if I can finally fix all those things, <laughs> we're, we're going to be all right. But, again, it's just, you know, a lot of guys that don't have a lot of experience, you know, out there playing and still playing and, and giving their all every single play. But it's that experience that helps the most. And a lot of times it's just bad eyes or bad tackles. And, uh, you know, we got to get better with our eyes and we got to become better tacklers as well. Ethan, you use both quarterbacks, uh, Jack 22 of 36, 247, two touchdowns. Uh, just didn't feel as sharp. It felt like he'd been playing pretty well. It felt like maybe it wasn't one of his better games on Saturday. Uh, and, and it's always that's not always a fair comp, uh, thing to say because sometimes it may be the receiver running a wrong round. And it goes, it's like anything, the quarterback gets maybe too much blame and too much credit. But uh, how do you feel he played the game on Saturday? I did pretty well. I thought, yeah. you know, he needed to run when he needed to run. You know, he scrambled out and got some good first downs for us, you know, by doing that. Um, you know, maybe a couple of bad throws here and there, but I thought, you know, for the most part, his throws were on. Um, we just got to do a better job of catching balls and, and breaking tackles, you know, and, and that's something that we haven't been real good at right now is, is breaking the tackles and getting those extra yards. You know, every once in a while you'll see us do that, but overall I thought it had a pretty decent game. I thought he did some good things. Um, I don't believe he threw an interception. No, he, he did not. Did not. And, well, I, 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 that fumble by, I think it was the first in three games, the offense had lost a fumble. So that obviously was a huge problem early this year, but it seems like they've done a much better job of, of not giving the ball away. And that was a tough fumble, but, you know, yeah. we talked about. But but last three games, that's been the only one so far offense that has given away. Yeah, it is. And you know, hopefully we can continue doing, you know, this last game of not turning the ball because there's no way we can get get through this next one if you you turn the ball over like we have you know early in the year but you know I, I thought Jack did well I mean I really did he stepped in and did some good things and uh, you know he's he is going to be our offensive player of the week this week um, even though Adrian really did have a good game but we thought it was one where Jack's probably one of his better weeks okay. even though it didn't seem like well, it well that's why I asked that because the, it's not always the quarterback's fault yeah because we didn't have a bunch of huge huge plays but you know he did what he we asked him to do and, and Ethan he kind of first possession he kind of landed funny and was hobbling and it felt like that may have been by him the rest of the day. Yeah, it did, and you could tell it was. But you know, he's he's one of those kids that's going to go take care of business in the training room and get himself back on the field, and uh, you know, he'll be ready to practice and get after it. Tigers get the win on Saturday. They knock off Northeastern State twenty-seven to fourteen. Four hundred thirty yards of offense on eighty-three plays, one hundred seventy-six on the ground, two fifty-four through the air. And how to feel good to be able to to run the football uh, and did a good job doing that. And then then you turn around and the, and the defense. Uh, and we talked about uh, that. Isaiah Davis is a truck. I mean, I, I thought they listed him. I forgot, like five eleven. I mean, he seemed light at two thirty, two forty, whatever. <laughs> he was. He was a load. I mean, you get done with a game like that and a bruising running back like that, you know you've been in a game. Yeah, you do. He's a big kid, and he's strong, and he's powerful. You know, But I thought our guys did a mm-hmm. good job of you know, not taking him high because you're going to take him high, he's just going to run you over. They did a good job of getting to his legs, wrapping his legs up, and, and, and bringing him down. And then you know, I felt like we had more guys around the ball than we normally do as well. And uh, you know, that, that was huge for us, just taking him out of the game because you know, he's, he's been a big factor in, in their offense, and uh, we're able to shut him down and, and keep him 
to a minimum. Tigers win it 27-14. to 14. One of the guys who had a big game, Leighton Cure, three catches, 20, uh, 44 yards, one of those a touchdown. We are going to uh, take a break, and uh, we'll hear from the Tiger tight end as we continue here along on Tiger Tuck. Coach will join us a little bit later on in the program. We'll get to those questions. Also preview Saturday's game at Pittsburgh State. But uh, we'll talk with the Goodland Redshirt freshman, Leighton Cure. He's our player guest. And coming up next right here on Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Ready to discover something new? The next time you're in your car, tune your radio to 94.3 FM. It's here. It's Hayes' Greatest Hits. Love it. On 1400 KAYS and 94.3 FM. K-A-Y-S. Go ahead. Check us out. Here comes the blitz. There's a pass downfield. Looking and it's caught. It's going to be a Fort A. State touchdown. Late cure. The Goodland tight end. Bobbled it for a minute, but he hauls it in. And Fort A. State picked up the blitz, and they score the first touchdown of the day on their first possession of the third quarter. Yeah, it was Leighton Cure's touchdown catch. Put the Tigers up 13 or 12 to nothing. Then add the extra point to go up 13 to nothing. They go on to beat Northeastern State Saturday, 27 to 14. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. We're live from Big Smoke Barbecue on the corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. Tiger Talk brought to you in part today by Golden Belt Bank. Hey, your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. It's banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, you can visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. We are indeed joined by the redshirt freshman from Goodland High School, uh, the former Goodland Cowboy, Leighton Cure. We appreciate you joining us here on the program. Uh, congratulations. Um, probably never gets old to catch a touchdown pass. That, that was a nice play and a good answer after the interception. And felt like it kind of got you guys going a little bit offensively, got a little bit of breathing room, and you relaxed and, and played, played a little bit better. Yep, it definitely got us uh, opened up and got the offense kind of running and it was a, just a good feeling to get in the end zone again. Was it a frustrating game? I mean, because we talked about it with Coach Brown. He had 50-some plays in the first half, and it felt like you guys were controlling the game and, and basically doing everything but scoring. And, well, you're out there, and it felt like you had the ball all day, and you look up, it's only 6 to nothing. Was that, was that a bit frustrating? What was it like at halftime, and what are the adjustments you guys made to, to turn it around and, and finally get a few more points and a few more touchdowns on the board? It was a little frustrating because I thought definitely we could have played a lot better. Uh, still got the result we wanted with the win, but I thought we could have played a lot better and beat that team by a lot more. But when you get down to the red zone and you get so close to the end zone, you gotta you got to go for 6 instead of 3. Well, I did ask you, okay, you, you start, you end up playing, it's your redshirt freshman year, it's the game one, it's Northwest Missouri State, and I'm sure you've been asked about that, you had a chance to catch a touchdown, and you're your first, probably your first target, and it didn't go well, you didn't make the play, um, I'm sure it could be demoralizing and tough, but it just seems like you've built off of that and haven't let that phase you, and obviously we've seen your progression and growth all the way this year, uh, I mean, how tough was that, probably more on the mental side, how did you overcome that? And, and persevere and just keep on going like you have this season? Well, I just felt like it was uh, first game jitters when I had <laughs> dropped that first one. And um, I just did, I knew that I needed to get better at that and just went to work during practice and stayed after with some of the other tight ends and quarterbacks and just tried to work my craft. And then I, get, I got an opportunity this Saturday to get another wide open one, <laughs> just like the one in Northwest. And this time I pulled it through. I 
the sun was in my eyes, but I just stuck my hands out and caught it and saw it, saw it at the end, and it was really good. <laughs> well, I just got to ask you about that because it's a good point. I mean, in four days, normally it's played 2 o'clock kicks. They've been playing 1 o'clock afternoon games, which does make the sun a little bit interesting when you're going to the north and having to look back. And It's not a true north-south stadium at Lewis Field. It's kind of angled in there, and, and a lot of those catches when you're looking over your, your left shoulder from the quarterback and you're, you're looking in the sun, uh, you know, we see baseball players all have sunglasses and they can they can shade their the sun with their gloves you can't do that in football just talk about the challenge of trying to catch passes like that and i know you practice during that time of the day a lot too but it, it's challenging it definitely was a challenge i was uh i saw it come out of his hands but as soon as it got up in the air uh, the sun kind of covered it up and just at the last second i ended up seeing it and ended up grabbing it but just uh, you got to hope in those times. I, I'm not sure if there's a definite solution to figuring out how to solve that problem, but that's that's what I've been doing. Well, you made the catch. You got in the end zone. That's always great to see, and it got the Tigers off and going. It was your made a 13 to nothing. They go on. You go on to win a 27 uh, to, to 14. Uh, obviously, it's been a frustrating year, uh, and I'm sure it's interesting as a redshirt freshman, still a relative newcomer to the program. Um, obviously, I know you guys want to win. You want to win as bad as anybody, but yet you're young. You're a redshirt freshman. You're playing on the field for the first time, and I'm sure you're just trying to find your way a little bit. What's your place? What's your role? And and but yet, because of all the injuries, a lot of you young guys have been forced into probably playing more than you expected and maybe leadership roles you didn't expect. How have you been able to balance the, the aspect of being a young guy, trying to find your way, but yet maybe taking on a role that more of a veteran would have on this team? It's The season hasn't really gone the way we'd wanted it to, but... Uh, with us being pushed into those leadership roles, I feel like it's really benefited us, and all of us have learned from it, and it's been good for us to get that playing time and get that experience so that we know what the MIAA has up for us to offer and just being able to go to work and holding people accountable on the team that usually you wouldn't see a, a freshman doing that, but that's the kind of stuff that we need is we need the younger guys to be holding uh, the older guys accountable as well as the older guys holding the younger ones. We're going to follow up on that, but we need to pause for a quick 10 seconds for station identification. This is Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Raise your glass, can, or bottle from Kaiser Liquor and salute all the hardworking Fort Hayes State Athletics. Kaiser Liquor and 14 KEYS Hayes. Tiger Talk live from Big Smoke Barbecue, 8th and Main in Hayes. We're joined by our player guest, redshirt freshman tight end, Leighton Cure, out of uh, out of Goodland. And, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, being a younger guy but playing a lot. What was the biggest eye-opener? You, know, you open up on a big stage at Northwest Missouri State, but uh, now that you're out there playing every week, what, what's been the biggest thing that, man, I wasn't expecting that now that you're in the MIAA uh, it's just been uh, since high school. Um, high school uh, football is a little bit slower than the MIAA has to offer, and usually you got people on top of you a lot faster, and guys run faster, more athletic, <laughs> and everything. But um, the games just mean so much more, and everybody's out there competing really hard. And um, in high school, you got those guys that play basketball and are multi-sport athletes, and some of them really don't have that passion for the game. But in college football, everybody's got that passion. Everybody wants to win really bad. So that's that's what I'd say is the biggest difference between the two. Well, we're going to talk about. I want to bring in Hunter Budke. It's been you know you really feel bad for him with all the injuries he's had to endure, um, and you know coming off an All-American 
second year and just it hasn't panned out because he hasn't been able to be on the field. Um, but I'm sure he's a, a guy who still does a lot and tries to help you guys along throughout the, the season. Just talk a little bit about um, his role and what he's been able to do to help kind of bring you young guys along. It's been uh, tough not having him on the field with us, but he's uh, definitely been helping us a lot to um, us younger guys just knowing uh, what to do and in what situations, which he's he's had a, been in a bunch of situations and how to help us out during the game and stuff like that. He's He's just been there during practice and Whatever we needed, he's been there, and he's been a really, really good leader of our tight end group. We've got kind of a younger group, but he's been the older guy, and he's really helped us out on any questions that we have. He's willing to answer, and it's just been a really good situation. We need to take a break. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. We'll have more with tight end Leighton Cure. This is Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. comes a blitz. There's a pass downfield looking and it's caught. It's going to be a Fort A State touchdown. Late cure. The good look tight end bobbled it for a minute, but he hauls it in and Fort A State picked up the blitz and they score the first touchdown of the day on their first possession of the third quarter. Back on Tiger Talk, Fort A State football, talking with Fort a, the uh, redshirt freshman tight end from Goodland, uh, Leighton Cure and um, Talked a little bit about the season and a little bit about uh, the, the campaign has been frustrating. Let's talk a little bit about your high school career, Goodland, Kansas. And, and you've got a, a tight end mate, same age, redshirt freshman, K.O. Cormany from Colorado Springs. We, we found out after the season began, you both were high school quarterbacks. I, I'm sure that's happened before, but um, I'm guessing it's somewhat unique that you get two college tight ends that played high school quarterback. And you got to throw a pass earlier this year. I, I think you were sharing with us. It was a little bit of friendly competition in practice that week because you knew the play was in there and you might be able to use it, uh, and you were chosen to, to, to pass. But I would imagine it's a unique bond with the two of you since you both played quarterback, and now you're both tight ends here at the collegiate level. Yep, it's it's kind of a funny story how we were both uh, quarterbacks in high school, but uh, colleges around the uh, area were recruiting me for a quarterback or defensive back or um, linebacker just all around, just kind of like Kale too. He was recruited for other spots too, but we both thought Fort Hayes would be the best spot for us, and we're open to trying a new spot like tight end. And uh, I throw the story behind our uh, passing deal was I was more of a throwing quarterback in high school. We ran, we ran a little more spread than uh, Kale's team had, but he liked to he definitely ran the ball a lot more than I did. But it was a it was a fun experience throwing the ball in the game and. Uh, We've all we've always had a friendly competition between us two of who's more who's a better quarterback. Even though we still don't play quarterback anymore, so it's it's been a fun time. Well, it's very unique, and I'm sure it makes for a, a unique bond. And it's got to be exciting because tight end's been such an intricate role at Fort A State. You both get on the field. A lot of times you're on there at the same time, and and just that athleticism um, kind of gives you some some different looks. Has it been a difficult 
transition. It hasn't seemed to be, but to, to go from that position to a tight end, and I, I'd imagine by the blocking the biggest challenge because quarterbacks usually don't get, get asked to block a whole lot. <laughs> yep, we've uh, the, the hardest part has been the blocking for both of us. We came in here and. We've never been asked to block or anything, but like on the on the defensive side or stuff like that, we've been uh, accustomed to like catching balls and stuff like that. So the receiving part wasn't too hard, but the blocking part was definitely a, an interesting story. And we we've been working on our steps and everything, just trying to get better. And I think that we've uh, progressed pretty well. We've still got some more work to do. I think there's always room for improvement in the receiving and both the blocking uh, deals, just to be the best well-rounded tight end group. Well, and 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 as you touch, it's been a it's been a frustrating season, and and uh, it hasn't gone the way anybody had hoped it would go. But uh, w- when you look at it, and we kind of touched on it earlier on the show with with Coach Brown. I mean, you guys are the future. I mean, you see the youth, and, and because of the injuries, had to play even younger kids. Um, but but you guys are the future of the program. It, it's a young team. It's going to be a young team again next year. But uh, I'm sure you feel you, you got a core of guys that you have a chance to, to kind of get it back to where it was. Have you guys discussed that, talked about that, and then I guess maybe more importantly, um, what's it going to take in the offseason and in the years ahead to get the Tiger program back to where it once was? We've talked about it uh, quite a bit. We weren't expecting to be thrown into the fire so soon. It was um, just we had talked and uh, none of us had thought that this was going to be our year where we were going to get on the field, but um, we've got to get a bunch of guys to buy in this uh, spring and be working even during the summer too. We need a bunch of buy-in just to get everybody to uh, get go to weights and be watching film and do as much as they can to get the program back to where we want it to be. All right. Well, it sounds good. I know uh, you guys will do all that work and, and, and work hard to get it back because obviously uh, when you were being recruited, Fort A. State was at a high level and competing for the conference championship. I know that's what you guys want. Real quick, I know Pittsburgh State, big challenge, uh, undefeated. The last undefeated team in the MIAA was Fort Hay State. So you got a chance to wreck that, but uh, it won't be easy. They're playing well. I know it's still pretty early in the week, but uh, just your thoughts on Pitt State. Uh, getting to play there. It's always a great environment and, and what it's going to take to pull off the upset on Saturday. I think it'll be a great opportunity. We're definitely going to have to play our best game of the season because they're really good defensively and offensively, but uh, it's just going to take all all we've got and I think it'll be a fun experience. I've never been down to mm-hmm. Pittsburgh to their pretty cool stadium and just take it all in and um, hopefully get something from it that can lead us into the postseason, or not the postseason, but the end of the season. Um getting somewhere ended on a good note. All right. Sounds good. Hey, we really appreciate you stopping by and visiting with us late. It's been been a thrill watching you progress throughout this season and uh, well, we know you got some great things ahead of you and we certainly can't wait to watch this core young players just get better and better and better and get the Tigers back to, to where they once were in the MIAA. Appreciate the visit and uh, good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Thank that, you for having that, me. You bet that's Leighton Cure, redshirt freshman tight end out of Goodland. Uh, our player, uh, pr- uh, player, player guest for the program here today on Tiger Talk. Right now, we need to take another break. When we come back, we'll get the coach back in. We'll get to some of your questions that you sent us throughout the week. We'll do that next as Tiger Talk continues here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. That was another legend on 99KZ Country. And yes, before that, we had a brand new artist. Your home for today's stars and the legends. We play real country. I'm Teresa Trapp. 
weather, news, sports, it's all here. We're on Facebook, and there is a Listen Live link at HayesPost.com. Dial us in on your radio at 99.5 FM. KHAZ, real country. 99 KZ country. Second and goal from the one. Soto shifts and lines up left of Dawson. They give it to Adrian. He'll take it into the end zone. Touchdown, Fort Hayes State. Adrian Soto with his fifth rushing touchdown of the year. Number 14 in his career. And the Tigers now lead 19 to nothing with 7.23 to go in the third quarter. And welcome back to Tiger Talk. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue in Hayes. The home of Tiger Talk here on 8th and Main. Stop on by lunch or dinner. Some outstanding choices for barbecue. I think today, I think we're both doing the pulled pork and mac and cheese. Their mac and cheese is just hard to beat, so looking forward to that after the program. Tiger Talk also brought to you today by BTI, your area John Deere dealer. Locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Ness City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. Nice to visit with Leighton Cure, nice young man, and as we touched with him, I mean, I think you expected him to play some this year, probably not the role. He and Cale Cormany, least as much uh, because of the injury to, to, to Hunter Butke, but uh, we talked about it a little bit ago when we heard his highlight, and that, that touchdown uh, continues to get better. You can see it getting better, and unique having two high school quarterbacks now tied in, and you touched on getting better on blocking. I'm, I'm guessing that's probably the biggest challenge when you play a high school quarterback. Usually not asked to block a whole lot, but uh, they're getting better in that regard. They are. You know, every week they, they work on those things, you know, in practice, and you got to same do things on their own, and, uh, you know, just... They're both so smart. You know, you can tell them one thing, and they kind of pick on up, pick it up pretty quick. And then it's just also just learning the techniques and the fundamentals. I mean, usually your quarterback running around throwing balls and things like that. There's nothing like blocking stuff and you get good hand placements and then leverage and then engaging your core so you don't get thrown and where your feet are at. Just all these little different things. But you know, they're both smart enough. They both care enough that they really want to be good at it. And you can see it every day in practice. Well, I thought it was interesting talking about the sun, uh, which those afternoon games could be a challenge when you're going into that north end zone and having to look back and as he alluded to the reason he bobbled he didn't really see it all the way until the very end but he was able to haul it in showed some great concentration and as we talked with him obviously a a rough start dropping that what would have been a touchdown at northwest which could be demoralizing and, and we've seen players not overcome that for a long time. It seems like he just used that as a learning experience and, and has moved on, and you saw the dividends of that on Saturday, making another tough catch, and this time getting into the end zone. He is, but he's just a competitor. You know, he, he's a perfectionist. He wants things to be perfect, and uh, I mean, those are the kind of kids that you want, that he's not going to let something hold him back, and he's only, he's only going to learn from mistakes and, and make himself better and make his team better, but that's who that kid is. I mean, he wants to truly win. He wants to compete at everything. He wants to win every one-on-one battle, whether it's blocking or whether it's coverage or whether it's zone coverage, he wants to win and he's going to do everything he possibly can when he's one of those kids that does extra little things before practice, after practice you know, even in the summer after Coach Boucher's workouts, you'd see him out running stairs you know, after he just went through an hour and a half workout but that's just him, he's just a grinder and a worker and we get a lot of kids like him, we're going to win a lot of ball games. I was going to say that's what it's going to take and uh, you've had him before and uh, that's a good example to get the rest it's time to get on to our questions that were submitted and it kind of goes along with that, uh, the 
one one of the questions this week. Do former players or alums from around the country or the state help notify you on players to recruit in, in their areas? Yeah, constantly. I mean, they're always calling and, and talking to us about it, even just, you know, guys I've never met before, you know, just because they played here. And, you know, if they have a kid in, in, in on, their, on their mind or the kid that they've seen, you know, they'll always send me an email and we'll look through it and I'll forward it on to the coach that, that, that recruits that area. But it, it's, it's continuous. You know, we even got players now that are coaching like Hickle when he was you know in Kansas City and Grant Brown and all those guys you know they would send us players as well and who we need to look at and even Bacon down you know down in Oklahoma <laughs> now he's he's one of those kids that you know he lets us know if there's a kid in the area that we need to recruit so we use those guys you know all the time because the more kids you can get in and see your program and see what you're doing and, and the better the kids you can get the better you're going to be in the future. Now we hear it a lot but kind of once a Tiger always a Tiger and always and they want the program to do well I mean they did well when they were here and they want to continue that that tradition that's always, always good to see um, we've done it a little bit but maybe talk about some of the younger players on the roster as our next we roll into our next question that maybe haven't played as much yet um, um, you've got a, I know you got a true freshman Caleb Hebner at quarterback uh, one of the linemen Angel Luna from Garden City uh, maybe some of the other guys on the roster some of those freshmen who haven't gotten in maybe as much as some of the others uh, but uh, what's your, your thoughts on them and their roles for the future no, I think just, you know, on the offensive line, the one that Josh Shaw, who's actually right. playing for us right now, that young man's going to be, if he continues to do what he's doing and put some weight on and get some strength, he's going to be a tremendous offensive lineman. Angel, he's just one of those, he's just got to work on his technique a little bit more, fundamentals, um, plays a little bit high. So if we can get his pad level down a little bit and start playing with his hands instead of his chest, he could be really good. Um, Paris Terry, really hadn't seen him much. You know, he had surgery when he got here on his, on his wrist. and uh, But I think, you know, just his size and his work ethic and and where he comes from, um, he's going to be a tremendous player, player for us, too. And, and Eduardo, you know, he's probably a few years behind. You know, he's, he's going to get stronger in the weight room, um, lose a little bit of the, of the baby fat, and, and just get, you know, put some – good muscle on um, to help him out, but there's, you know, there's many others. Caleb Pillows, who's going to play baseball here as well. Um, going to be a great safety for us. Soko Price, I mean, a lot of these kids, it's you know, the work they put in is only going to determine how good they're going to be, but there's a bunch of them in that group that I feel could be very, very talented you know, for us and help us out. Caleb Hebner, I mean, he's he does a good job, you know, as scout team quarterback right now, finding the open receivers, hitting them, scrambling, making our defense work, and uh, that's probably one of the reasons why our defense does pretty well is because of his ability to scramble and move and, and make the throws that he makes right now. So, but he's a, there's a lot of good ones. Um, they're just young and they're not quite ready yet, but, you know, we'll hopefully we get them ready this spring. And this summer and this spring is going to be huge for these kids just trying to get that strength that they need and, uh, you know, athleticism and footwork down to, to make them great football players. Well, and I know you, I mean, you haven't, you haven't kept it a secret or been shy about it. People ask, and you've been quite frank, I mean, the numbers this summer was in the attendance wasn't as good as it's been or as good as it needs to be if you're going to truly contend for a conference title. So hopefully these young kids, sometimes, you know, it, it, it stinks for the fans, it stinks for the coach, it stinks for everybody involved but maybe sometimes you need a reality check and that might be the best one to see the, the work wasn't done and you see the result on the field what are you going to do about it and sometimes it maybe take a little slap in the face like that to realize it and then get it back on the right track i hope so i mean i hope it really wakes, wakes them up because you know you look at 17 18 how many kids that we had here you know in the summer and uh, i mean there's 70 80 kids here and uh 
we won two conference championships and then you know 19 the numbers were down just a little bit and then you know 20 was COVID and 21 the numbers were down and this summer the numbers were down too and when your numbers are down the kids aren't competing and doing the things they need to they're not ready when they come into camp and you know that's probably for some reason that some of these injuries have happened as well because they haven't done the lifting and the you know the the, the running and all the different change of direction movements that we, we have them do in the summer so uh, it's a direct correlation you know what you do in the spring and carrying that over into the summer is really going to have a direct reflection of what happens that next fall so uh Hopefully we, we can preach about it all we want, but it's up to those kids to make sure they're holding each other accountable because as coaches, we can't force them to be here. But as players, you can force your teammates to be here. Well, the other question set in this week, uh, play calling. How much say do you, I know you have an offense coordinator, Coach Brian, but how much say do you have in, in maybe the game plan and, and the play calling on game days? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the offensive side. You know, since I coach the tight ends, I always find those, that's why our tight end group's always so good because i got to make sure we've got some good ones there. But, you know, I, I'm in I'm in a, a lot with the game planning on the offensive side of the ball um, but on game day you know I, I sit here and I watch offense I watch defense I watch special teams and uh you know, Coach Bryant and the offensive staff just really focus on, you know, the the opponent's defense. And then Coach Harris and his defensive staff just focus on the offense. And then Coach Dudley does all the special team stuff. And I'm sitting here trying to watch it all. So on game day, I don't call, pardon me, I don't call anything. Um, I trust them enough because, you know, I feel like they are masters at, at what they're doing and understand what we need to do going into this game. I don't want to make a call that is going to hurt us in any way because, you know, they know it better than I do. And because uh, there's a lot that goes into being a head coach and with all these little things, Tiger Talk and Tiger Club, and you know sometimes you're you're, you're limited with your time and what you're doing, and you know time with family as well. So uh, you know I I trust those guys and what they're doing and what they're calling because they know a lot. They know more about that side of the ball than I do. Fourth down. I mean, you're, you're you know you always have those decisions. Do you go for it? Do you not go for it? Go for two. Kick the extra point. Is that ultimately your call, or do you leave it up to the coordinator to, on the offensive side, or how do you go about that? Yeah, that's all me. Um, so there's times I'll. I'll click over, and it just kind of depends on where the ball is. Mm-hmm. Like if we're on offense, I'll click over. Hey, Coach Harris, we're probably going to go for it here just to let you know. So get your defense prepared in case we don't get it. And then I always tell Coach Bryant kind of a play ahead of time. Hey, if it's fourth and one or whatever it might be, hey, we're going to go for it in this situation just to kind of prepare him to get his call ready for the next play. So, yeah, I do all those punting, all those things, kick and field goals, all that stuff I call. And onsides if we ever need to do an onside or whatever it might be so yeah i, I kind of take control of that those are the plays i do call hey this says make a play here we go we're gonna go for it here and how much i mean we hear like i know coach andy reed talks about for the chiefs they have x amount of plays at the beginning of the game that is scripted and this is what they generally follow how much do you script the beginning of the game just to get a look on certain formations and certain things from the defense how much is it scripted generally uh, every week and before you start going on and, and then maybe deviating from that and doing what you feel is the right thing to try to get the win we always do our top 10 and, and it's all different formations with motions and shifts and all those different things just to kind of see how they're going to mm-hmm. going to react to it and then you know but they're still in, the, in that top 10 you know it might be a, a third down play where we, we know that that third play is not going to work so you have to kind of come off your script just a little bit to try to get that first down but for the most part we try to stay to that just to kind of see what we're going to get throughout the game and then you know build our calls off of that well we certainly appreciate the questions that have been sent in during the football season keep them coming for basketball we'll have our first tiger talk of the basketball season coming up here next week with women's coach tony hobson and men's coach mark johnson tiger talk is brought to you today by adams brown where they do more than just run numbers 
and filed tax returns. They work hard to become strategic allies. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs. We'll take our final break. We'll preview the final game of the season. Pittsburgh State in Pittsburgh on Saturday. We'll do that next right here on Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Davis, the big bruising running back, lines up to his left. Now Williams in motion. They hand it off to Davis. He's hit and driven backwards. Gavin Hazelhorst makes the tackle. They're going to put the momentum down at the 13-yard line. It'll be a loss of three and bring up fourth down. And welcome back. Our final segment here today on Tiger Talk. It's brought to you in part by the Hayes Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion. All right here. Hayes uh, Orthopedic Institute. They're the official team physicians for Fort Hayes State Athletics. Unfortunately, you had to uh, deal with them a little bit too much this year. Hopefully, hopefully this is a year. I mean, and you look, you every you deal with injuries every year, uh, but by and large, there haven't been a lot of major injuries at this number for a long, long time. So hopefully, they're out of the way this year. You you build up stock, you, you get rid of them, you get everybody healthy, and we can go go on for a few more years without having to to endure something like this year because it's been it's been unique. I've never witnessed or been a part of a team that's had so many injuries that have players missed so much time in their in their season. I haven't either. I really feel bad for the seniors because this was kind of like their last go around. You know, Chance and and Lake and then Bud Key. You know, some of those guys. I just I mean their their season, the career is over, and uh, you know they're going to go on and do different things. They didn't really get to finish out there. Yeah. their senior year and you know it, it, it's it's crazy I can't believe it um, our trainer can't believe it coach Boucher our strength coach can't believe it I mean it's just something that you can't wrap your head around and, you know you look at all these different things that we're doing is is it something that we're doing you know practice wise weight room wise training wise you know all these different areas as, as a coach that you look at to see okay what is the is the main cause and really we can't come up with anything that a lot of these are just freak accidents mm-hmm. that there's nothing you can really do anything about it's going to happen just the way because of the way it happened yeah you look at and, Hunter Becky yeah. you know he just got twisted around funny and yeah. unfortunate and then a couple knees and a couple shoulders and you know you're going to have some of those as the year goes on but yeah some of it's just crazy real quick about a minute left uh, obviously a big challenge Saturday Pittsburgh State the Gorillas I mean they're trying to become the first team to go undefeated in the MIAA since the 2017 Fort A State Tigers so you have a chance to, to wreck that a little bit, but it's going to be tough. I mean, they're obviously good offense, defense. They're trying to get a, a first-round bye and a number one seed in the playoffs for next week, so a big challenge for you guys on Saturday. It's going to be huge. Um, they're fast. They're big. They're strong. Um, they do great things on offense. They do great things on defense. They're very solid in everything they do. They don't do a lot, but they're really, really good at what they do, so uh, it's going to be a huge challenge for us. I just hope we go down there and compete and battle and try to find a way to win this ball game. It's the last one of the season, and uh, you know that, that good, should energize us, get us 
just excited. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a great atmosphere as well, but they are a darn good football team. Well, hopefully it's a, a good day for the Tigers and they play well and play hard and, and see what happens. We've really appreciated you taking your time out of your, your Monday, some of those duties that go beyond the X's and O's of coaching, but we really appreciate the insight in the four-day state athletics. I know the Tiger fans do as well, and uh, uh, it's been a rough one, but I know everybody's excited for the for the team to get better in the offseason and then turn things around next year, but let's close it out with a good one on Saturday in Pittsburgh. Yes, sir. We'll be back, Gerard. Appreciate all you guys do, too. Thank all right. you. There you go. Head coach Chris Brown, coach of the Tigers, a 2 o'clock kick, 1 o'clock with the Auto World pregame on Tiger Radio Mix 103 this Saturday. That's going to wrap up Tiger Talk, brought to you today by Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, Adams Brown, the Taco Shop, BTI, Hayes Orthopedic Institute, and of course brought to you by Big Smoke Barbecue, the home of Tiger Talk here on 8th and Main in Hayes. Thanks to Jordan. He's video all these to get you to be able to watch him on Hayes Post for the coach. This is Gerard Welbrock reminding you next week we'll shift the basketball with Tony Hobson and Mark Johnson. Until then, so long everyone.